again, this is Ben Mitchell welcoming you to another Squiggly Podcast Minnesota from this year's Click Amsterdam Animation Festival. Today we have a final session from the Click Filmmaker Talk Show with Hans Walter before we bring you some exclusive interviews with some of the festival's special guests tomorrow. In this session, Hans will be speaking with Marilyn Haddad about her gorgeous classically animated Vancouver Film School project, Like There Is No Tomorrow. Then he'll be joined by Monique Amel Renault, Susan Chabot, and Eugenia Pashkina, who worked on the Amsterdam segment of the multi artist animated music project Owl Me Tender. Also in this session are Liz El Sadney, director of the drawing room short Full Feather Jacket, as well as Lucerne students Fela Bellotto and Lolita Brunner, who made the lovely micro short Esmu Zang. So take it away, Hans. Afternoon, everybody, at the Filmmakers Talk Show. My name is Hans Walter. I will be your host today, this afternoon, for the coming hour. We only have Marilyn here, Marilyn Haddad, but she made this wonderful little film like there is no tomorrow, which was shown in the uh, political animation shorts. So, about your film, I, I understand you made this film at the Vancouver Film School. Is that also where you studied animation? Yes, it's, uh, I studied animation uh, in Vancouver Film School. And before that, actually, I also graduated from animation, but from a school in Lebanon. And I was about to proceed my master's, and instead of continuing in Beirut, I decided to, to travel abroad and make it one year in Vancouver. Why? I felt like what we were learning in Beirut was not enough, like as if the technique was kind of weak compared to what others are learning abroad. So, and I wanted really to get into it and learn it deeply. And so I invested all that money to, to go and study it abroad. Okay. Yeah. Because in the, the school in Lebanon, how, how many years was that? It was actually three years, but the first year is not an animation. Okay. So the first year is more like a general major for everybody who wants to do illustration, photography, or multimedia and animation. And then the second year, you divide those things. And then the third year, you pick the major you want. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. What, what kind of technique did you use, Marilyn? Pit oil on paper. So it's kind of a thick... Uh, pen on paper and then for the colored part it was colored pencil on paper as well okay. and it was scanned and uh, just like the scan drawing is what you actually see and is, is this sort of this graphical style let's say is that what you like the most yeah I usually really like uh, that quality of the pen when it's kind of smudgy it's not yeah. very like outline-ish okay yeah I really like that and the smudge is there because you make the actual drawing and then scan it in? Yes. Right, okay, yeah. okay. But you started in Lebanon. I was wondering, is there any animation industry at all there? There is, and it's kind of really narrow. For example, most of the animation will be to, into commercial or maybe infographics. So there's no movie business. There's no seri TV series business at all. It's more uh, independent animators who would like to work in, in movies. They make their own movies. And um, it's kind of a really small community, like we're maybe 20 or 30 people who really into animation that may maybe work in movies, because we have maybe one, one two schools who, who actually uh, teach animation, and usually the classes are like for seven people and stuff. Okay. So, so it's not okay. that much developed yet, maybe, but further it will be much more. And if you want to make an independent film there, do they have like funding for that kind of thing? It's usually hard, but uh, some people do get excited about when they see a storyboard that's actually interesting. They, they will invest money in it, and it's usually maybe banks or like people who are interested 
that are not related to animation, but are just would like would like those kind of things, and they want to invest money into do, into this kind of project, for example. But it's not like here in Holland where you have a film fund yeah, from no. the government and they pick uh, certain well, projects. Usually they go to uh, countries. Um, not from Lebanon, maybe from countries that are uh, neighbors to Lebanon, like okay. Qatar, maybe. Or and did you stay in Vancouver, or did you return to uh, Beirut? No, I actually went only to study, and as soon as I graduated, I came back to Beirut. And when did you graduate? Was it this year, last year? It was last year, 2014, December. Okay, and have you been working in animation since? Yeah, I've actually, when I came back, I, I've got through a few projects, freelancing projects, uh, I've worked on a music video for uh, a local band. I finished the project actually like two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, it was a long project. It took like five months. So it kind of took the, a really big amount of the year. So I was working on that. And before that, I worked on a couple of uh, commercial things. Yeah. And, and you, do you work all by yourself or do you get help from... Um, yeah, it's all, it's all actually about my, myself with my laptop and uh, like okay. a tablet or... Because what we see here in Holland a lot, that people who study together, if they work together well, mm -hmm. they start like a small studio with mm -hmm. three or four people. Does that happen also in, uh, in Lebanon? Yeah, it does. There's a lot of uh, small studios that are actually maybe partners and started their own startup company. And they take commissions, but usually they're mostly either something in commercial or it's like really rare something in like a music video and stuff like that. Okay. What, what are your ambitions in animation, your dreams? I would really like to stay as an independent animator and maybe have also someone who works with me, but I would like to... I really like the fact that uh, animating to music videos, I felt it was different than uh, creating movies. So the way I'm thinking now is maybe like just work in music videos for now, yeah, like maybe a company that focus on music videos other, other than just movies. So this is what I'm thinking about lately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this graduation film, you had a lot of freedom to make whatever you yeah. wanted. In a music video, how does that work? Do they choose you and then they say, well, do whatever you like? Or do they say, well, make a storyboard and we'll look at it? Or This music video I had, it was, it was like that because I knew the band. And they told me, after they saw the, the graduation movie, they told me, like, we really like the style. And uh, so they wanted something. They showed me their album art, and they told me just maybe something that's not too far from their graphic style. But they told me basically to do whatever I felt like doing. Okay. Yeah. Is it easy for you to adapt to a different graphical style, or I mean, are you very versatile? Or it's always difficult at the start because maybe I'm not comfortable with the graphic style. But the more I research into it and the more I practice it, I'll I find at some point I'll get maybe comfortable to that style. But uh, I don't like to stick to one style because I feel like I can learn much more if I try different, like different kind of style. It will be much more beneficial, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. I was wondering, what did you learn in Vancouver that you could never have learned staying in uh, Beirut? Oh. I mean, I felt like in Beirut we kind of touch animation just on the surface. Mm -hmm. And um, in Vancouver Film School there were courses that are very specific, for example... We had a course only for backgrounds, a course only for composition, a course only for character design. So each course focuses a lot on every single aspect from the animation. A course for layout. So in Beirut, we usually have maybe animation class, and it focuses maybe 10 minutes on every topic. So this is so in Vancouver, they actually split everything, and you just go 
you learn everything really deeply about each topic. So it was okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for being thank here, Marilyn. Thank you very much. Put on the next slide. Well, this is actually only one film because a lot of people worked on this film. I'll meet Tender. So I would like to invite uh, Monique, Susanna, and Eugenia, all three present. I understand this is a music clip, but made by 20 people from 10 countries, I think. How did this project come about? Who started it? Maybe Eugenia should answer this okay. question. <laughs> uh, I think I should answer that question, because okay. about um, one year ago, in, in um, March um, 2014, I was asked by uh, Sergei Kapkov uh, to participate to that project, and everything has to do with uh, the Croc Film Festival. Maybe uh, some of you uh, know the Croc Film Festival. It's on a boat. The idea was that this uh, song, which was terribly popular on the parties of the Croc animation boat, there should be uh, a compilated video made, and every line of the song should be created by another artist. And uh, since uh, Monique... Uh, got involved, and me too, and I really liked the sound, the song, which is a bizarre and beautiful song, so we jumped in. And most of the participants are Russian or Ukrainian or Belarusian, who are regular guests of this festival, participators, but some of them lives in Bogota, New York, all over the world. But Monique was the only one who is not Russian at no, all and there invited. No, also one from, uh, from Switzerland. Oh, yeah. But she has been working uh, and studying in, uh, in Russia, in, in Russia. Moscow. Yeah. So that's how it became international. And uh, so every line of the song is actually <laughs> created by either another artist or another group of artists. Okay. And but, but the three but of you work together? Yes. On a, okay. So we are proud to have 14 seconds okay, on so our hands. Well, no, we are completely free to do whatever we want. To. Yes. Okay. The yeah. only thing we knew is the piece of music we got. Okay. in an email, and that was it. And, and, and how come that a French band sings in Russian and the song so popular at this festival? Uh, it was discovered by some Russian animators uh, that uh, uh, I think a French uh, girl was studying, uh, as I remember the basic story, uh, she was studying Russian and she decided to write a piece of poetry. So she wrote this uh, poetry, then it was discovered by this French group that they were really... Yeah, they were really inspired by this uh, story written in Russian and they decided that it sounds good as well and they decided to just make this uh, song and uh, then when Russian animators uh, heard it uh, they got also very inspired so I remember I worked for a little while on uh, Petrov's studio and uh, Mikhail Tumelia was also working there at the time and I remember how he was studying the song with uh, Balalaika uh, yeah, almost every evening so they loved it and uh, they played it almost every party um, yeah yeah that's very usual in uh, the Russian the Ukrainian all the, the, the Eastern uh, people they they all come to festival with uh, their music instruments yes, and I, it becomes okay. every evening it becomes a big okay. big big yeah, yeah and they good sing idea for together. the cake festival maybe yeah that's yeah. wonderful Olof, good that's idea bring your ukulele next time mm -hmm. and what happens with this music clip will it be 
shown in other festivals? Will it oh, be yes, on it television? Has, yeah, it's been selected in the many, many festivals. It already got prizes. Who collects the no, prize <laughs> with, with so many animators? I don't know. <laughs> Not us. Maybe, maybe <laughs> Kapkov? Uh, yeah. yeah, Kapkov, yeah. yeah. Or, or the Alexeyev, he was uh, making in in between combin- combining uh, all the clips mm-hmm. together and like. Yeah, I don't know if you know the work of Alex Alexeyev. It's so it's nice, you so check funny. It out. It's really very very special. They are always very short, very short items, very very based on music because he's also a musician, and the timing is really something very 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 important. I wish all the students all the filmmakers to to remember the name Alex Alexeyev and to have a look on the internet on his mm-hmm. films because then you can really learn quite a lot. I'm still yes. teaching. Yes. <laughs> we are all teachers of animation at the same time. Yeah. Not and, all. and Susanna, where did you study animation? I started in Hungary. I started as an amateur filmmaker in the time of Super 8 film. And then I went to the Art Academy, and then I realized that this is not me and the Art Academy, we don't fit. So I started to run around the world, and I have spent several semesters in Norway, in the Volda College. That's where I got really good guest teachers and friends till the end of the life. Monique was a guest teacher when I was a guest student there. Okay. I've and been teaching there for about 10 years. It was okay. really... No, not all the students were... As good as uh, of course. And then I also have spent a semester in Groningen in the Academy Minerva, and there I ended up with a lifetime boyfriend, and that's why I'm living in Groningen now. Okay. And uh, wherever I was always crazy for animation festivals, so I'm always on the road, always going somewhere. I'm volunteering, click the third time already. Okay. And where I learn, I just learn every everywhere. Thank you very much for being here. And I will uh, invite the next guests. Round three. I would like to invite Liz and Fela and Lalita. Liz made the short, very short, ultra short full feather jacket. And uh, Fela and Lalita. How do I pronounce the title of that film? It's called Es Mutsang. It's Swiss German. Okay. <laughs> es Mutsang. Okay. Okay. Which means? Uh, a little bit too tight. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, I've seen the film. It's only 38 seconds. So. Uh, but let's start with you, uh, Liz. Of course, I, yeah. I've, I've known you for some time, and I know you as an animator, and this was the first time you actually directed a film. Yeah. How was that different for you, and how was that as an experience? It was actually quite interesting, and after doing it, I'm pretty sure I want to do it again. Because um, I went to the art academy, and you're always thought, taught there that you have to do everything. I mean, you have to animate, you have to write the story yourself, you have to direct, you have to find sounds on the internet because you can't afford a sound artist or a composer. <laughs> and this was actually the first time that I had to lead a, an entire team of people. And also a bit weird because I was not allowed to do everything, so I had to let go of the control that I was used to having on the Art Academy. But I was working on this film. I graduated and then I got the funding for the film, so everything happened really fast. 
Um, and I made it with two former students uh, that I was in class with. So I knew that what their skills were. So we could easily divide the, the tasks. So pretty soon they uh, we written it together, but pretty soon we decided I will be director, um, you will be lead animator, and you will do everything in between. Uh, but we all animated on it because that's what I enjoy the most. I don't know if everybody knows this format, the Ultra Short. It's been funded by the Film Fund and Pate together. You get like, I think, 50,000 euros yeah, max. to make it, yeah. max, and it's uh, supposed to be two minutes, and you have the uh, guarantee that it will be shown in the cinema before a major you know, blockbuster, probably. This was shown before what film? Mission Impossible 5. Okay. Yeah. Okay, nice. And it's still actually screening. Okay. Three months now, so that's okay, really that's weird. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So you have to be lucky in in what film you're going to be in front of. Yeah. If that film is out of the cinemas in two weeks, then exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's very traditionally animated, if I may say that. Yeah. Looking at the backgrounds and the animation, which is totally different from your graduation film, as I remember, which was very graphical. It is. Why did you choose this kind of style? Wasn't it your choice? Well, um, I really enjoy uh, the work of uh, the art director uh, Marion Hasnoot, my colleague, and I just decided to let her do her own thing. I always find it a pity to see a concept art of films, and then see the final result. And usually, it's more polished, and I always find that a pity because. I like the roughness of, of the sketches in the concept art. So we try to sort of make it a bit more rough, make the backgrounds more like oil paintings. And it was tough work to make every frame look like this, but we actually wanted to do that because we wanted to be, every frame had to be able to be a still of the film. So that's why we try to hopefully succeed in doing that. Okay. Let me go over to uh, Lalita and Vela for a moment. I understand your film is, was made as a second-year film in the film school. In, uh, and you study in Switzerland, in Luzern. Yes. Yeah. What kind of second-year film do you have to make? Does it have to be a certain length or a certain technique, or are you totally free to make what you want? We don't really do a second-year film. We, we just do several small films. So this one was... Uh, um, was in a module. It was about uh, digital cutout. So, so we learned digital cutout with After Effects, and uh, it was for two weeks, and that's what we did there. So it's just an exercise. So. But you decided to make this exercise an, a whole story and a little film. Yes. Okay. And how come that the two of you work together? Have you always been working together since you started in that school, or? Uh, no, we. We, we made one small project together, um, and it was quite fun, because we, <laughs> during the production time, we both went to uh, Lille to a workshop, and we knew that we had less time than the other people, so we decided to make a group. Okay, because you're absolutely free if you want to do that exercise by yourself or with some other people okay and and how did you divide the workload is there one who did animation other the backgrounds or we did everything together um uh, lalita start, she she came to me with her idea that uh, there's a girl who um who wants to put on her pants who are too tight 
and I liked the idea, so we started to storyboarding, and then uh, I had the idea for the ending, and then we started to do character designs. I like someone did a drawing and gave it over to the other one, and uh, the other one continued. So we also did this with the backgrounds and everything. So. Okay, I was wondering about the backgrounds because they have a very graphical feel with these sort of colored squares and black lines. How did you come up with that? Because it reminded me a little bit of the style that was used in the uh, UPA films, you know, the Mr. Magoo and, and Gerald McBoingbong films. Was that an inspiration? Yes, it was something we wanted to try out. So we also did researches with all this. Um, also, uh, like Pink Panther, I like a lot. And we also thought it would be funny because uh, cut-out animation is always quite squishy and we had this background that is just edgy. Yeah, and also the characters are a bit... Edgy. Square edgy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Liz, back to you for for a moment. Um, You said at first it was pretty difficult to direct because you were used to doing everything by yourself, but probably you directing other people they also brought a lot which you would never have could have done by yourself were other people plussing in the film so to say well i mean um during the storyboarding phase they came up with a lot of jokes Uh, i find humor very difficult to do because it is such a personal thing for everyone that watches it so in that sense it was a tough film for me to make i mean my graduation film was very personal and quite dark So this was a complete turnover. That was deliberate uh, also because we knew it was going to screen in Pathé and a lot of people are going to see it in front of a film. You can't do a heavy, sad film in front of that. So we wanted to make it a bit lighthearted. And I found their humor input very refreshing and that helped me a lot in deciding which jokes we were going to use. For example, the composer um, Rinus Aerts How do you direct a composer if you don't know anything about music? So I just told him what I had in my head. It's very epic and it's building up, it's building up, it's building up throughout the entire film. And I gave him some samples of music that I thought would guide him in the right direction. And I let him do his own thing and he came up exactly with uh, what I had in mind or even better. So what I really learned is that giving them freedom in the space that they have really gives great results in return. So I find that very cool to see. Uh, About that humor, it's something that always strikes me when I see the ultra-short films, that practically all of them are funny films, because what can you do in two minutes? Uh, Was this something that you say, I have a different kind of humor, or maybe a less kind of humor, so was it something that you, from the start, you knew it has to have a funny ending? Um, this film actually started with the ending. I'm not going to spoil it because the whole no. thing evolves around it. But um, we knew what we were working towards. The whole uh, question during the the pre-production phase was how are we going to get there because we knew we had a maximum of two minutes. We are telling a lot in two minutes. In hindsight, maybe a little bit too much. But um, I think it's still, um, you know, you can understand it. It goes a bit fast-paced. What we were trying to do is, um, I always like it when the viewer thinks a film is going somewhere and then it does the complete opposite. So that's what we were basically trying to do with the build-up. And at the end, something happens. And I heard only some people were expecting it, but the majority did not see it coming. So I think that's good. And who came up with basing the title on a... 
Kubrick film? Well, the version that we sent to the film fund actually resembled Full Metal Jacket a lot more. Um, it's about a, a seagull uh, army camp and they're going on a mission. And Full Metal Jacket, the first half of it also is in uh, a training camp. And that was the case in our film. And a Full Metal Jacket is a bullet with a hard base around it. And the title is a bit of a spoiler if I explain it, but it has a reason that it's called Full Feather Jacket in okay. this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me go to you two for, for a minute. You, you sh study in uh, Switzerland. How, how is the film industry in Switzerland? Is there, when you f finish your animation education, is there a lot of work in Switzerland within animation? I think there's everything, but not a lot of it, of everything. <laughs> we still don't know much about the industry because we, we are going to see next year. We're going to try and try to make our way, but we will see. Them. Are a lot of students who graduate, are they going abroad to work at studios or do they mainly stay in, in Switzerland? Or you have no idea, maybe? I think at the moment most of them go abroad, or f but uh, maybe just for for a year and then they c come back. Okay. What are your ambitions? Do you do you have any idea what you want to do when you graduate? Uh, no, I don't know it yet. I mean, I would like to continue animating, but yeah, maybe not in Switzerland. Because is this school is this the only possibility to learn animation in Switzerland, or are there more? like uh, art schools that have an anim animation department? There is one in the French part of Switzerland, which is very ex expensive. It's a private school. Okay. But then it's the only one in Lucerne. Are there any questions out there in the audience? Liz, what are you doing now? What Liz is doing now? What's up next? Um, I'm trying to develop a new short. It's, um, I actually have two ideas, so I'm trying to decide which one will be funded sooner and I'm planning <laughs> to do the other one in my free time because I need to get out off my chest anyway so it's just a matter of picking which one is the best one to do next well that concludes our uh, filmmakers talk show thank you very much for being here thank you audience for being here I'll be back next year I hope so uh, have a good afternoon and evening at the festival and hope to see you next year So that's a wrap. Thanks once again to Hans Walter for hosting the talk show sessions and to all of the filmmakers who got involved. Also thanks to Samuel Mooney for providing the recordings as well as Tundi Vollenbroek, Yvonne Van Ulden and Sari Sawiana for all of their organization and assistance. To learn more about some of the artists we heard from in this session, here are some sites to check out. MarilynHaddad.com has links to her various websites. You can also follow her on Twitter at MarilynHaddad. You can learn more about Liz Osadny at razkal.com, R-A-Z-K-A-L-L, and Full Feather Jacket at drawingroom.nl. Lolita Bruna is at fkiasketches.tumblr.com, and Fela Bellotto is at failabellotto.ch. You can visit the festival website at click.amsterdam, and be sure to check back at squiggly.com tomorrow for our final Click Minnesota. And until then, happy animating!